0: Hello welcome back to the Masonic Roundtable, a weekly program where Masons from around the world get together to talk about Masonic news and opinions in a friendly and social manner. As a reminder, the thoughts and opinions expressed here are solely the opinions of the participants and do not represent any grand statements or positions. Make sure you keep the conversations open, public, and on the level. To interact with us, you can send questions and comments to our Facebook event page, so hello and good evening. To Facebook, I think we're working on the stream there, so stay tuned for that. And hello and good evening to YouTube land. So let's see, who am I? I am John Ruart, past master of the Patriot Lodge, number 1957, in Fairfax, Virginia. And we are working with lots of different technical challenges tonight. Next up, speaking of a challenge, Jason Richards. Hello and good evening.
1: Hey, I was literally hey. here. I'm kind of ish hey everybody my names wait for it still wait for it bam (sighs) I mean you just kind of ruined the ambiance I'm that guy down on the screen past master of a couple lodges I do stuff and things John's had too much coffee glad to be here
0: awesome all right, and last but not least for tonight, Robert Johnson from Mobile Masonic Command. Yay! Every once in a
2: while, every once in a while, we're on the Mobile Masonic Command. It's been a minute since we've got to do a show like this, for me anyway, since way back when I was a DVD-N. Uh Anyway, uh, good to be with you, Robert Johnson, Past Master of Waukegan 78, current sitting secretary at Space Note from 1183, the premier education lodge in the state of Illinois. Good to be with you guys.
0: Woo! Do the woo for Joe since he's not with us tonight. So let's uh let's head over to our multi view and I'm gonna let Jason give a special shout out to the patrons while I go fix the streams.
1: Over to you, Jason. Oh, okay. Awesome. Hey everybody. Um have to open up tonight's episode like we usually do and give a special thank you, thank you, thank you to all of our Patreons uh, over on Patreon. You guys are awesome. You directly help us increase the quality of the show and uh, we wouldn't be able to do this uh, year after year with not uh for your support so thanks so much for all you do uh if you are not one of our patrons yet go over to patreon.com slash the masonic ground table and sign up uh we got three tiers if you sign up for the two top ones then um you get access to a private facebook group where we hang out and have a ton of fun so there's a lot of great stuff going on um, occasionally have some giveaways and uh and prizes and stuff like that but it's just uh it's just a good time to uh to get some some good quality one-on-one time with all of the hosts um we've got former hosts in there as well between mike the intern Juan, and and nick so it's a party it's a good time and we want to include you in it so head over to patreon.com and check it out awesome Thank you, Jason.
0: Could have done it better myself. Congratulations. You're now a, you're now the Patreon guy. So Okay.
1: You, this,
0: you've been I've been called in. worse. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and of course, Joe being <sighs> Joe, totally left our Facebook stream hanging, so not gonna happen tonight, but that's okay. YouTube's where it's at tonight. So uh, Joe. Joseph.
1: Joseph Martinez. Right. Who decided to bring him on the show in the first place?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Whose idea was that?
1: Anyway, let's uh,
0: let's talk about tonight's topic, which is uh, one surprisingly we haven't covered yet, which is on the topic of vouching for a brother. And it's an interesting mechanical protocol that we have in our fraternity um, that really verifies if someone is truly a brother or not, especially when you're traveling, right? If you're going to a lodge you've not been to before, you need to do some identity verification. And uh, tonight we'll talk about kind of what the the normal process should be, you know, the regular um, official process to verify someone's Masonic identity, and then maybe some more relaxed ways of getting there. So let's see, you know, I think the best way to start is to start, like, The official, like, if you really wanted to guarantee that someone visiting your lodge was a a fully legit mason and you wanted to have the highest assurance available, what would you do? What would you expect to see?
1: Jason? Multi-factor authentication. Get out of my head. That's exactly what I wanted to cover. (laughs) So, What you know, what you have... Yes. what others can attest to.
0: Yes. So, what Jason's going on about is uh, if you've ever heard of two-factor authentication or multi-factor authentication, or in other words, every time you log into your bank website and it asks you for a text message, that's multi-factor authentication because it's not just your password, it's also some receipt of this is your phone that we are texting. So it has now two pieces of information to verify your identity. Which is why, you know, Google and all the all the major platforms are switching over to this to make sure that things are supposedly. It's like more the
2: secure. blockchain.
1: So that like that was blockchain. the third piece.
0: That's the third piece.
1: That was the third piece. Yeah, having other nodes achieve consensus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for those of you don't who don't know, I do a lot of blockchain for my job. So. Ex- shush, vouching for a brother is adding that consensus node. So through the dues card, you prove that you it's something you have. By getting investigated, you mm-hmm. prove that it's something you know. And then by having a brother there who can vouch for you, it adds a consensus node that provides further validation and proof of identity and non-repudiation. Right. And that's now that show. we
2: lost everybody who
0: was watching... Just... Wait a minute, what which <laughs> show, which show is this? Uh, sorry, I clicked on the wrong YouTube channel.
2: Yeah, like, what is this, car pitch
0: <laughs> Masonic multi-factor authentication.
1: Blockchain, it's not just for crypto. Oh, gosh. But there's a lot of crypto. So let's just say...
0: We had never talked to Jason Richards before, and we actually wanted to validate that someone uh, was truly um, a Mason in good standing, meaning that they're they're not expelled or haven't paid their dues or anything like that. The the official way to to verify that is to make sure that that brother provides uh, usually an embossed piece of paper that that comes from their home Grand Lodge that that says. This Grand Lodge of Virginia certifies that brother John Ruark is a Mason in good standing and there is no reason why uh, they should be expelled or anything like that. And that also it would be kind of signed and dated by the Grand Lodge. So we'll get there, Jason, because
1: like the piece of paper trumps that, to be honest. <laughs> The certificate of good standing, yes, trumps the dues card because, yeah. again, it's so another I'm going, consensus I'm going like super note. official
0: first, like I'm going with like yeah. centralized authorities, not decentralized decision making. So, right? You got to you got to start at the top. You got to start with the Grand Lodge, and then then we can go down from there. So,
2: yeah. So the central- well, what you were saying about the certificate of the, the, the actual piece of paper, right? Like the large certificate of good standing is, I don't know about your jurisdiction, but like here in Illinois, if I want to visit a jurisdiction outside of the state, I'm not required, but it's really, really uh, pushed that we should contact the grand secretary to get the official letterhead of introduction. And it says, not only am I in good standing, please afford this, brother, all of the hospitality, you, you know, that kind of thing. It's um, and that's considered diplomatic. pretty choice. Exactly, yeah.
1: If you are a Mason in the United States and you want to travel to a lodge outside of the United States, especially in the UK, a certificate of good standing is almost always required. So have...
0: to so keep that in mind. Have either of you... Ever received one of these letters in good standing? I know I have not. I know Robert has, right?
1: It's a letter of good standing or a letter yeah, of on reprimand. A couple.
2: <laughs> Both. <laughs> um, so the letter of good standing, when I was a secretary of uh, my mother lodge at Waukegan seventy eight, I did we had some brothers come over from Germany. Um, and they were visiting some different lodges in our in our district, which was at the time the first northeastern district. And I did. I had a, a certificate of, uh, of good standing, introduction. Um, of course, they actually provided two copies, one in German and one in English. Um, I mean, because I guess we don't speak German unless you're from Wisconsin somewhere. Uh, but it was really cool. Um, definitely was a first for me. And, you know, we've got a lot of things within the fraternity that honestly, because they're not happening all the time, uh, we don't we don't understand like the protocol that comes along with these things. so a lot of secretaries they go their whole existence never having received a letter of a, from another grand lodge or from a grand secretary uh, other than a dues card. Uh,
0: so it's actually pretty cool
2: It's a pretty neat experience
1: yeah
0: now it it doesn't just turn around overnight either right It's not one of these things you can ask for the night before and they just uh, fax it to you or whatever, right? What's the turnaround time? That's right, usually? yeah, usually. <clears throat>
2: well, in my in my jurisdiction, it, it really depends on how they operate too. So the more electronic, quote unquote, a Grand Lodge is, the faster they can usually turn them around. My Grand Secretary, um, the guy will answer emails from me at 10 o'clock at night sometimes. So I think he's either just really bored or he loves Freemasonry. Um, Either way, I'm super appreciative of Frank. He's awesome. So uh, he's got uh, whenever I've asked for him, he gets him to me like, he'll first send me a PDF copy. And he's like, hey, basically take this. um, But, you know, you have that just in case you leave before these get here. And then he usually, he will just straight up FedEx or UPS or USPS or whatever, like two-day documents to you, depending on when you trip in. So your grand secretaries for the most part are really responsive. Um, and ideally you want to have those real hard copies that they send not only on there, they're on like hundred percent cotton paper. That's, that's watermarked, you know, it's stamped, approved, signed by the grand master and the grand secretary. I mean, honestly, uh, every year I ask for like a dozen of them because I'm traveling all the time. And, you know, the first time I got it, I kept one. I just kept it, and I kept it inside my, like, uh, little keepsake folder because they're just pretty darn cool.
0: So it brings up another, like, integrity-proving um, piece of technology, which is a lot of those uh, patents are are um, they they are they're trying to prevent counterfeiting, right? So in other words... If you saw a picture of one of these online, you know, me and Photoshop in 10 minutes, we could probably hack something up, but, uh, that's why they often put them on higher quality paper, <laughs> five minutes for Robert, he's, he's really good, he could do it on his phone, um, or higher quality paper or, or the embossing of the Grand Lodge seal onto that patent or to that, you know, uh, that letter, harder, not impossible, but harder to counterfeit, right? So you have another layer of security ish, that that provides a little bit more authenticity of the centralized authority, and then therefore provides a little bit more um, trust in that brother so-and-so is who they say they are, right? So, Jason, what about dues cards? What if you don't have one of those fancy letters from the Grand Lodge? What else is a good token to show someone?
1: Ooh like an RSA token. Um, So when you get raised uh, as a master Mason in your lodge, your lodge will typically present you with something like this. Um, This is a dues card. Uh, Mine is from the Grand Lodge of Washington DC or the District of Columbia. It says, this is to certify that brother Jason Richards who has signed his name in the margin I have not signed my name in the margin. Whoops. Um is a master mason in good standing and is a member of the Colonial Lodge number 1821. His dues having been paid to September 30th, 2022. And so it is signed uh, by my awesome lodge secretary, uh Brother Panda, and uh yeah, I have one I've got one for uh, Grand Lodge of the District of Columbia, I've got one for the Grand Lodge of Ohio, and then I have a Life Member dues card for the Grand Lodge of Virginia. Woo! They all basically say the same thing. Mm-hmm. And
0: that that's good, right? Because um, these are given out by the Grand Lodge, and so, you know, basically, if you're a member in your Grand Lodge, you and you're, you know, a Master Mason... You will get one of these cards uh, that, again, proves who you are, proves that you are in good standing under that jurisdiction. So it's great. It's a credit card, right? So that way it's good forever, right? Or is it? (laughs) Because you just don't want to have those laying around.
1: This one's good forever. A, A life member membership, yes. Yeah, I'm a life member in Virginia, which is why I have the awesome plastic dues card instead of the paper one. Um, it's a similar thing with actually the Grand Lodge of Ohio, because I've got plastic dues card, not a mm. paper one um, for the Grand Lodge of Ohio. And this, this one is actually interesting because it says, to verify current status of the member listed on the front of this card, text the member number to know and they give a phone number and you will get an immediate response immediate response so system they got there yeah since there's no date on this particular car that's wild yeah right so with so with my my flimsy one i've got i've got big 2022 on the back of it so that if i you know if i show this to uh to a lodge that I'm trying to visit in, next year, in 2023, they'll be like, um... Can they make that um, any bigger? Here. Not- <laughs> I mean... Well, and actually, on here it says, for verification, call and text member number two, and they have their own phone number as well. That's wild. So, that's... I mean, that's pretty interesting, right? Um. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think you should just embed NFC chips into oh, your yeah. dues cards and have it go to like Grandview or Mori and mm-hmm. just have the secretary go boop Valid. or scan a QR code and it brings up your. Yeah. Oh, man. What's well, well, the point cards. Cards. of.
2: I was just going to say so with like the dues card, you know, it's a paper dues card and they're flimsy paper and, you know, they're designed to be like. Like essentially, they're gonna fall apart. They don't last forever, and so when right the they're not to supposed use, to. Use card. is really cool, but exactly. But so here's a question though, uh, because I'm still kind of unclear. Uh, in the state of Illinois, uh, I've never actually run across this issue, but let's pretend uh, Richards, who hasn't, he's in arrears and he has he doesn't have a current dues card. But let's say he's got like a 2019, and he shows up at Lodge. Nobody's ever vouched for him so he shows the dues card and I'm like, "Well, that's you. Do you have to be like up to date on your dues to visit a lodge or do you have to Yes. Or can you be like essentially uh left, you know. You're not a, you're not suspended but Not yet. <laughs> you you haven't paid dues.
1: So what I have seen is that if that you must show a current dues card in order to gain admission. That's, that is at least what I've seen in Virginia in lodges that I've visited in various parts of the U.S.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so what
0: that annual renewal of a, of a dues card does is it does ensure that, again, someone's not just riding a train forever and that they're also um, 'cause you know, you have to worry about what happens if someone doesn't pay their dues next year or they get expelled, there's there's the risk of them trying to enter a Masonic Lodge as a you know, an upright Mason who is not. And so, I mean, if you think of a worst case scenario, someone has a, a paid up dues card, they get their twenty twenty two dues card in January, and then they immediately get expelled. Well, the Grand Lodge doesn't come to your house and try to take that dues card back, so they could potentially, for the next eleven months, go around and visit lodges, even though they're they're expelled, unethically. Oh, they of totally cut. Yeah, exactly. One of the
2: one of the interesting things that, uh, for instance, Jeremy Barnes and Mike Radigan at uh, at uh, Amity have, right. you know, kind of played around with the, some of some of this is. Uh, the idea of real-time checking the member status. Now, while you can essentially do this because the programming allows, uh, 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 Amity actually like kind of ties into some of the uh, different programs out there that Grand Lodges use. It does actually ping real time whether somebody's in good standing or not.
0: You know, but what was interesting employees. is
2: here in Illinois, exactly. But here in Illinois, I actually we all received uh, a letter from the Grand Master that said. Hey, you can use Amity to check out the good, you know, good standing of lodges, but it cannot be used to validate somebody's member status. So, you know, there's there's still some question there, which I think is interesting, but I really like the text idea and I'd never thought of that ever. And that's the first time I've heard of it. I think it's really cool.
1: That's true, right? Yeah. So it's pretty neat. I I would still rather see us automate things even more by going full you know NFC straight to Mori or Grand View right we're taking like, i i feel like we're inching there yeah but sending a text to a number and then someone looking up that number and sending a text back
0: we'll get there by 2040 i promise it'll be great by then yeah, we'll have two members by then. Yes. Two-factor authentication. Are you good, Jason? I'm good, John. All
1: right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Great. I guess we can...
0: Yeah. <laughs> we can't even we open don't have enough
1: people to open it. I'll lodge. I get out of my head.
0: <laughs> <sighs> oh, jeez. Right. So we know Deuce Cards, because they're a physical object that can be, you know, counterfeited, that can expire, They they're not as good as that letter of good standing. But it's the next best thing, and you know, of course every good raised Master Mason knows that they should carry that on them if they want to travel because that is the most common identification. It's like your driver's license, right? If you want to, if you want to travel around, it's at least the, the bare minimum set of identification you need uh, to, to travel, to visit other lodges. So let's, let's say, worst case scenario, you left your dues card home. You don't have it on your person. Oh my gosh! And you don't have a letter of good standing from the Grand Lodge. What do you do if you want to visit another lodge?
1: You have your secretary contact the lodge secretary before you plan to visit.
0: That's a, that's a good way. And how how would that usually happen? That's that's a good. one, something I hadn't thought of? What's the easiest way for that to
1: happen? So, so easiest way for that to happen is. Um, for you just to email the lodge secretary for the lodge you want to visit, Um, copy your lodge secretary and say, hey, I'm interested in visiting. You know, are there, do you have any recommendations? What's the dress code? Um, Is there anything you need in advance of that? And lodge secretary will get back and probably contact your lodge secretary who's on the email chain. And your lodge secretary can then you know, vouch secretary to secretary that you are, in fact, good. You know, in good standing and good to go. Mm-hmm.
0: And so then, yeah, that that still requires l- maybe a little bit more than a day's notice, right? By the time people. It
1: does require forethought. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does.
0: But if you're so, out of town traveling you, for a week and you're like, "Hey, I know there's a lodge I want to go to in a couple of days," I left my dues card back back home. That might be an option.
1: I mean. You know, lodges may refuse entry into the meeting if you don't have a dues card. Like I, I think most most lodges I've I've visited will refuse entry, which is strange because most of the ones that I have to
0: still let you in for other interests for other tests. Oh, right, because. You know that's that's the next best thing if you leave your dues card behind, and you're traveling, say, outside of your jurisdiction. Um, you don't know anybody there, right? How can you how can you verify that you're a mason? And the, the secretary to secretary that's you know that is certainly valid, and you can usually you know even you know you could say well secretary emails could be hacked or, or spoofed, but that that requires a little bit more work, and you can usually go to. Uh, You know your lodge's website, assuming you have one. It's 2022, and see the secretary's email on the site, and you can say yes, that did come from, you know, awesome secretary at patriotlodge.com. Right. So
1: even if you don't have a website, most grand lodge websites will have a list of their lodges with the lodge secretary list. Well, there you go.
0: Exactly. All right. So you forgot that you are the day of. You want to visit a lodge. You're in a different jurisdiction. You don't have your dues card. You don't have your letter of standing, and you did not email your secretary
1: ahead of time. What do
0: you do? Uh,
1: you go in and say hi and have some <laughs> mediocre green beans, and then Work say, run. "Hey, i I'd, I'd I'd like to uh, i I'd, I'd like to come and, and join in your." your masonries. Please, please, can I have some more masonry? Please, sir, sir, can I have some more? Um, And then what the Lodge will do, if they don't turn you away for not having a deuce card, they'll be like, all right. We need you hands up against the wall and spread them. Well, it's time to get investigated. That's right. Time to get investigated. (laughs) Yes, Yes.
0: that's, that's the nicer way of... Saying what you said, right? So it, yeah. it is time to get investigated, which I've I've done, and and it's funny because the the few times that I've had that done to me uh, was when I was a new master mason. So I was scared to death. Like, what are, are they going to do to me? What are they going to ask me? As, are they going to ask this obscure thing like how many columns were in King Solomon's Temple? And I'm like, is, are they going to kick me out if I don't know this? Like, what are they going to what are they going to grill me on? And so again, this is yet another way that you can verify and validate your identity as as a master mason where uh, you may be taken aside by a couple brothers of that lodge and they might want to ask you a couple questions about um, you know so for in my case there's really no standard way to investigate a brother uh, usually it's you know Kind of show me the signs and grips uh, of these degrees, just so you, just so I know what you're talking about. Um, and so it's a modes of recognition, right? Modes of recognition, just so to see if you have that information uh, in your noggin, Robert. Do you, Do you guys not have the test oath? So we have in Virginia, we have a thing called the Tyler's Oath, which is about a paragraph long. Uh, which is basically uh, mm-hmm. a promissory oath, a swear that um, I am. It it's, goes along with something, I'm sure someone will pull it up faster than I will, but it says something along the lines of that, you know, I, Jonathan Ruark, um, you know, swear and attest that I am a Master Mason in good standing in the Grand Lodge of Virginia, and I know of no reason um, why I would not be. I'm not currently expelled or suspended, and again, know of no, no reason why I should be. And so that's kind of on your honor, on your word. Um, and you kind of pledge that in front yeah, of that's, other brothers.
2: That's kind of what, uh, Illinois has done a okay. lot of the times. In fact, if you know that they don't even like, if you just recite it, that's like good enough.
0: It is a good thing to memorize. Um, it really is. <laughs> it, it,
2: it is. But the problem I think is right. Anybody could essentially memorize that. Um, I do remember when I made this awesome mistake. I went to go see a brother, a friend of mine, uh, get his third degree in California. So of course I traveled from Illinois to California and I did not bring my dues card. Uh, And I was like, oh no, I had nothing just like you said. And when they, uh, I was dreading it. I didn't know what I was gonna do. It's the first time I'd ever gone to another lodge also. So it was a doozy, and uh, Tyler pulled me aside, and he's like, "Okay, you got your doozy card?" And I was like, "Nope." And he's like, "Do you know the testo? And I'm like, "Nope." And he's like, "Ah, uh, let's see. He's like, "What can we do?" And I'm like, "How about uh, I just give you like the middle chamber lecture?" And so I started to give the middle chamber lecture and I got like, I don't know about a paragraph in, and they just stopped me and you were like, okay, you're good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. And that that's it because that's uh, your know, multi-factor authentication. That's something that you know, right? So a dues card would be helpful to say, this is something I have. It's a token that says I'm official from the grand lodge and you should marry that up with something that you know. The grip signs, motor recognition, or you, you were you were pretty slick in saying, "Okay, here's something that the general population would not know, and that that verifies my identity uh, to someone from another jurisdiction." So that's one way you can do that.
2: Right. Well, I mean, if they if they did know it, then they've really committed to something, and yeah. I question them not being a complete loser.
0: Yeah, you're a <laughs> Cowan, but you're a really good Cowan. So
2: you're so good. Come on, you in. have dedicated your life, sir, oh yeah. yeah, it's
0: good, you know what? Good enough, you know you know more than half the guys in this lodge, so come on in,
1: <laughs> but there's another option, right? You go to a lodge, yes. you don't have your dues card, you don't have a certificate of good standing, right um but you're having dinner, and you spot a guy across the room who you sat in the lodge with last month
0: Ooh, so you actually know someone that has information about you in their head that they know they have seen you within a tiled location and you can only get into that tiled location with all the other credentials we just talked about so now there, there's, there is some other connection, some other network out there.
1: And so you can have that brother vouch for you. And that would skip over all that, all the other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Now that is also, at least in Virginia, the only way an EA or a fellow craft can go see other EA and fellow craft degrees. That, that's a
0: good call. Because Why is that, Jason?
1: you don't get a dues card until you become a master mason in virginia and so in order for someone to travel to see another degree even though they're on the same level um you have to go with someone who was at your degree you can't get through the whole secretary to secretary thing vouch for you
0: yeah i mean it's yeah you really want to make sure that someone has physically been there and seen you seen you in that tile setting, even if it was first and first and second degree, just to yep. make sure that uh, you're on the level for sure. Nice. Yep. So how does that work? Is it just like I vouch for Brother Richards?
1: How does that work? Um, yeah, usually Brother will go up to the Tyler, or the senior deacon, or the master, and say, hey, uh, this is my buddy so-and-so, he doesn't have his dues card on him, but I've I've sat in Lodge with him. I vouch for him. Mm-hmm. And usually they'll be like, alright, you're good. Um, or they'll say, alright, we still need to investigate you, but you're good. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I find that fascinating, too, because what that does is it puts extreme trust in the entire infrastructure of Masonic credentialing where any brother in good standing in the entire state. All they have to do is say, I know that guy, and I know he's a mason, and he's good. And then boom, you're you're gravy.
1: Yeah, but to me that doesn't seem like... I don't know, it doesn't seem like a huge shocking thing. Like, if you're a member of the organization, why would you want to try to vouch for somebody who wasn't like it, it just to me it just doesn't make sense we'll see george carlin once said
2: what if you're trying to
1: what if you're trying to be a william
0: morgan man right i mean exactly you know
2: maybe you've got some great financial deal on the side you're going to publish some kind of expose or something but but what's interesting about what you've said is like this idea of masonic not for a stated like, meeting
1: <laughs> what are They're you gonna see publish see an see expose out. on for a stated meeting? Oh my God! Then they did sick and distressed. Two ply. Oh,
0: Two ply. We, they
1: we, 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 we they got passed around a to get well right, card. Right. I. And then they well, read the bills, so guys. Like, these people have no money.
2: This is this is the problem with most lodges, though. You know, if your minutes suck. Right. What is what is Jeremy? I'm going to mention Jeremy twice. Jeremy said, uh, if your minutes suck is because your lodge isn't doing anything great. Uh, But but what's interesting is like we've got this air of exclusivity in masonry. Like no matter what we want to think, we still want to have this exclusivity. And so it lends itself to the idea that maybe we would always kind of just do the right thing and say, yeah, I'm not going to vote for some dude who I don't know because... This is our club. You know? And maybe that's like kinda crappy of us. I mean I, I don't yeah, know. Well, it's well, weird.
0: well here's the thing, that, it's good. That's, that's what I was about to lead with. And so to satisfy Suncard the... nineteen on on uh, YouTube George Carlin once said, Okay. Picture how he dumb says a lot. Picture how dumb like the average American is. Alright, you got that got that in your head? Now realize, by definition, half are dumber than that, (laughs) right? So you could extrapolate the same thing to to masonry to say, you know, in a jurisdiction, here in Virginia we have about 28,000 members, you're only as good as your weakest link, right? So now we're getting into, like, if we're going down this whole, like, protection, integrity, cyber kind of route here... Uh, We're down to the human element, the social engineering element, right? Where you know, you're only as good as the weakest brother and even that they might be well-intentioned could still say eh, you look okay, I vouch for you. For example, here's a real world example.
1: This isn't a phishing scam though. No,
0: but listen, I have traveled to lodges um and that people who know me through TMR and I got to thinking after the Lodge event I wasn't investigated and I don't know anybody here no one has sat in Lodge with me before they didn't check my news card how do they know? I mean I know that I'm a legit you know uh, Mason in good standing nobody nobody vouched for me nobody could vouch for me they just Took me on my word and and I strolled right into the lodge. Hasn't happened they were just often. They're starstruck. They you know, they just starstruck. Wow. So, it, but it happened. It has happened before, and it's a it's a strange experience because again, you want to do things right. You want to do things by the book, and there's a case where there was implicit vouching only through medium. Only through media, right? So, I don't know. It's just It was just a weird experience to think about after the fact, right? That you no, know, I had not sat in Lodge with any of these brothers, but they, they took me on my word. You know, once I get in there, start strapping an apron on, act like I know, own the place, you know, that's going to happen. So, yeah, it's just a, it's a weird system that we have that works, it works pretty well because you don't hear about many instances where it's being abused or where it's gone awry. So I think that's...
1: that's but would anybody know? True. Would anybody know? It would be very easy to get away with.
0: For sure. Especially if you didn't draw attention to it, right? And make it this big thing. Right. Right? So. Um, but that's why we have... Tools like Amity, right? That now things are becoming much more digital and are, you know, uh, easier to instantly verify someone's credentials uh, despite having a paper card, a paper letter thing. You forget the Tyler's oath. You you know, worst case scenario, (laughs) I can bring this thing up and I can instantly reach into your Grain Lodge database and see if you're in good standing. So that's that's a huge saves
1: you, yeah. It's it's a huge saves you from having to memorize the middle chamber lecture. Yes, Robert.
2: (laughs) It does, but okay. So we mentioned a couple things tonight that are probably going to lead to larger conversations, and I think this is like this is a super big deal. Um, Number one, if there's a grand lodge out there that has all of their lodges there and then there's like a cell phone or contact information for the secretary. That's a privacy concern. Number two is uh, like, I wouldn't want that. Um, Up until recently they had all the grand superintendents for AMD, our home addresses on the website. You know, I had to call up the grand sec and say, Hey, I need you to put my PO box there because, i'm not trying you know i'm i don't want you know just anybody uh showing up at my door so there's privacy concerns and then the the other thing that i would bring up here is is like this idea that we have to be as fraternity super careful about a lot of the privacy things that are going on right now with like i think amity they got their stuff squared up like that's not something i worry about but like there there certainly are other programs out there that I think Grand Lodges are using, especially if they're homegrown, you know, programs for verifying membership that, I mean, as privacy concerns, Probably still have social security numbers in them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They might, you know, we don't know. But it is interesting. Mm
1: -hmm. It's like, did you have to put your social down on your petition? If so, it's probably in the database somewhere. We had to in Virginia.
0: I'm surprised it's still there, to be yeah, perfectly me too. honest.
2: Dude, that's that's crazy. Really? It on
0: paper, on a wet, wet signature on paper. So how do you, after you hand it to the secretary, who knows where it goes after that.
2: Dude, that's crazy. I wouldn't do that. There, Not unless they said they were doing like a credit check or something.
0: So they, we, of course, in Virginia now we do background checks, um, as well. But I mean, even before that, it was still required. And um, I've had a couple of brothers that I signed their petition, and they said, "Ooh, what? Why do you need my social security number again? You know, this is a little weird because you, you don't you don't normally get asked to write your social security number on something unless it's like insurance, or <clears throat> right?" Yeah, so actually we're going to start instituting social security number collection to verify your identity before you enter any launch. That way we can actually do an instant background check and validate that you are who you say you are. Because I could say I'm Robert Johnson. Mason Locke. Mason Locke. (laughs) (laughs) One better than Amity, that's right. right. So you can see why, you know, these systems are in place. None of them are foolproof. Right? All of them could be... Well, are, aren't
2: they, though? Like, I mean, like, the paper deuce card is
1: is pretty secure. I mean, maybe it's, it's the most spookable. secure thing there is. Cause it's, I mean, you can counterfeit it, right? Know. So, again, man... I mean, just, you can, but... Right. Especially if you're traveling to another jurisdiction. Like, I go to Oklahoma, yeah. and I show my... You know, my paper, inkjet-printed, you know, Virginia yeah. dues card. No, like, no, really, oh, yeah. where's your, where's your um,
0: dues card? No, this is okay. it.
1: Never, yeah.
2: never mind that it says LLC on it, right?
0: Yes, with a square cup. It's got a, key a big key. It. Yeah, my man. <laughs> uh. Right, and so that's the thing. It's like, no system, okay, because, you know, I've got a cyber degree, Jason's, you know, doing the whole blockchain thing and all that. Like, no system is 100% secure, right? And depends on humans to operate it, which are always the, the weakest link, the wetware component. Right? Um, so but now
1: we have to have an episode on zero trust.
0: Ooh, yes. Oh, oh, oh that'd be great. Right? How could you pr- How could you prove your identity? Okay, so l- well, let's take that to its logical conclusion right here. Let's talk about a zero trust environment, which is what blockchain was based on. Right? Is let's just say you meet a completely random stranger in a completely random location that you are not familiar with, and they ask, "Are you a traveling man?" You have no way to validate their identity.
1: What do you do? Yes, I'm here on business. You? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. No, that's not what I'm asking you. <laughs> here's here is here's a good one. You are uh, you know in the elevator, you know wearing a square and compass pin or something, and a young lady turns around to you and says, "Are you a traveling man?" <laughs> I need an adult.
2: Yes, I am
1: that actually happened to me and Robert's right that was my response I was like yes I am and she said me too and we actually had a really great conversation about women's masonry in DC from that we didn't we did not share any modes of recognition or engage in any you know talk about secrets or anything like that but you know it was at the end of the day it was a good conversation all right, Jason. Tell me your story
0: about where someone vouched for your identity, but it didn't quite. And it wasn't good enough. The way you had planned. Go ahead. Take it away.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh man. So back in 2012, I think June or so, June or July of 2012, I make my first visit. I'm a brand newly raised master mason. I decide. I want to go to George Washington's Lodge. So I go down to Alexandria, Washington, number 22, AW22 in Alexandria, which meets in the George Washington National Masonic Memorial, um, which is absolutely gorgeous. And so I I walk in with my buddy, Matt, who is at my raising, um, and just, you know, walk into the room, and there's this very stout cross looking junior deacon kind of staring at me and um he kind of comes over with his staff and he just looks at me and and matt my buddy's like oh hey this is jason um he's a brand new master mason i vouch for him i was at his raising and uh just kind of looked at me i said i can Show you my dues card if you want he was like, yes, I would very much like to see your dues card thank you Yahoo well. and then we're going to investigate <clears throat> you to make sure you are who you really say you you are like it was the weirdest experience then, I have had in masonry and
0: then the full body cavity search.
1: I, we're not allowed to talk about that. Yes. Sorry, that's that's an off-air conversation. But it was just, it was just strange. I think Matt ended up like being like, um, "Okay, we're gonna go," and walked me over to the master, who was like, "Hey, yeah, come on in, sure, love to have you." Yeah, so weird though. But it was just
0: they wouldn't weird. accept uh, a vouch from her brother.
1: I yeah, I don't know. I I think everybody has you know, off nights where they hate everybody. But it was just bizarre. You were gonna say there have
2: it? been evenings where yeah, it's just so I've I've been in meetings before where um they'll take up the collection of the past, right? Like so as a secretary, I don't really care what's going on with the lodge officers right I'm busy doing secretary stuff if somebody needs me they can talk to me and uh, the meeting gets ready to start and the meeting goes off we do the pledge we do all the things this ritual blah 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 then they come around for the collection of the pass so while they're collecting the password uh somebody didn't say it right and Immediately, there you go. Right, this is something that happens on, on occasion, right, where uh, basically the guy who's collecting the pass just stops and addresses the master and says, confusion. And at that point, like everybody's like, oh, what? Because we never hear that, like, right? Because everybody knows their ritual, everybody knows their passwords. Well, this one guy hadn't been to Lodge in a minute, and all he did was he gave the wrong password for the wrong degree.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But the deacon knew what to do. He did it appropriately. And the master, at that point, the master's allowed to do whatever he wants. And he just said, <laughs> oh. he vouched for him. The master said, I vouch for the brother. You will invest him with the pass. Right so the, the the master then tells the dean, the deacon to give him the correct pass then he receives it and he's like okay cool we're all good and the same is true that like if that were to happen and i knew the guy i could say worshipful master i vouch for the brother but what happens if nobody does and you're already in the meeting well then the master usually says you know brother senior deacon you will take with you the stewards and 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 investigate this this uh, this impostor or whoever, you know, and uh, they do it very similar. So now we're backtracking all the way back to where we're like in the Tyler's area and they're doing an investigation on grips, words, handshakes, all of these kind of things. It's a process.
1: So speaking about getting the word wrong and getting the words wrong, I was filling in for junior deacon at the Patriot Lodge when they were doing a table lodge with the Colonial Lodge which is now my, my lodge out in Washington, DC. And there was a, uh, a gentleman there who was a relatively new master Mason and in Washington, DC, they don't collect any passwords. Interesting. So yeah, I, I'm, you know, getting passwords from folks and he says something that you should never ever ever say
0: your netflix password
1: and yes. i yes your netflix password uh and i just looked at him and in that moment i made the decision that he was with an official delegation with other folks from his lodge and he was probably okay and i just kept walking
0: just stay on target. Just keep going.
1: So, yeah. like, what's what's the point in cases like that of embarrassing a brother in front right. of mm-hmm. his home lodge brethren and other brethren? Like, it just doesn't... It, a lot of times, this is a judgment call. Like, if it's some guy who's off by himself, nobody's ever seen him before, yeah, do your due diligence if there's a group of folks, they're all traveling together. Like in some, in some cases I've had groups of folks come and I've said, Oh, I've sat in lodge with you. Can you vouch for the other people with you? Yes. Okay. You're good. So you don't even need, if you're vouching for someone, you don't even need to, to have sat in lodge with everybody in the group.
0: Just at least one of them. Right? Maybe? Right. Yeah, just at least one. And by the transitive property of Masonic Protocol, that that, that implicitly validates everyone else's identity. Wow, that's deep. Alright, we are at time. So, let's uh, round things up, and we'll start with Robert for uh, his final thoughts on tonight's episode... And uh, do you have any good vouching stories that you wanted to share? Over to you, Robert.
2: Man, I, I I already shared with you my my good vouching story that I I got a paragraph into the senior deacons or middle chamber lecture.
0: That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> uh,
2: so uh, you know, there was another time actually I was visiting Alexandria, Washington, twenty-two. Uh, and the guys who brought me, uh they brought me to the side. So there's like this little area off to the side of the lodge. I feel like that's what it was anyway, um like a hallway. And we went over there, and he was like, Yo, do this step, do this step, and do this step. And I did them. And he was like, That's good enough. And I was like, What do you mean, good enough, man? That's like, I'm good. I was a good rich. That was a good. Those were good steps, my man. And he was like, No, you did them backwards. I was like, No, I didn't. And so I went back and forth with the guy for a few minutes. I eventually just said, Fine, I guess I did them backwards, but I don't think I did. Uh, So if you're listening out there and you investigated me at AW22, you're wrong, bro. I was right. But anyway, uh, yeah, I I like these episodes because they're little known things that I think. we don't talk enough about and Agreed. guys don't get this kind of education at lodge and to be honest with you if we want to make uh there's a guy in my jurisdiction wayne spooner is pretty cool guy um he says he coined this thing he said a while back you know a couple of years ago he said we want to make well-informed confident master masons and that always stuck with me like like you know like the guy's message or not like this idea of creating well-informed confident master masons is so key to creating a a successful traveling brother that you have to learn things like this. And so conversations like this where, you know, I can be a little vulnerable you guys can talk about, you know, some of your vulnerabilities. Like John, you said you were scared to death, you know, when you first visited, you you didn't know what they were going to do. Like there's definitely new master masons out there who are like, Oh, I haven't visited a lodge yet. It's something I want to do, but I'm kind of nervous about it. And this is certainly one of those episodes where I think um, I'm hoping everybody watching, you know, goes, oh, well, I guess I didn't have it so bad. Or maybe it's not so big of a deal. Uh, You know, we're still all brothers. And um as far as I have ever seen, I have never seen a uh, lodge secretary basically, um, uh, you know, be rude to a visiting brother or anything and much to the contrary they, they they usually treat a visiting brother much better than they treat the uh, sitting master <laughs> uh but yeah it was a good good episode enjoyed hearing the anecdotes and her stories and uh, i hope everybody out there enjoyed also
0: this was fun don't forget your dues card
1: all right
2: that's right don't forget the dues card
1: over to you jason awesome yeah so great episode great engagement with everybody on the chat international stacker thank you so much for the super chats we appreciate appreciate you supporting the show man so ultimately at the end of the day um there are certain expectations uh of you when you go in and um try to visit a lodge that isn't your own and being able to recognize those expectations and better comply with those expectations i think serves everybody very well and makes it for more often than not a relatively seamless process and so now you know and knowing's half the battle gi joe John, that's been like 6 or 7 times. Yeah, that's, this that's, episode like we need to stop way too much. We need to turn off the the psychic pairing that we have yes. between we, our heads.
0: You know, we finish each yeah. other's sentences. Oh, sandwiches. Come on. Oh. I I am Sorry, that was I'm the other dad. Yes, exactly. All right, thank you Jason, thank you Robert. Um, great episode because you look relatively warm to me. Oh, I'm not frozen. This was a good episode because, again, just it, let it go, John. It's, it's one of those things that um, it's a whole infrastructure that's in place, and it doesn't get talked about enough, especially for you know brothers who are new to traveling. You kind of need to know what you need to do in order to make sure that uh, you know you're you're well vouched for, that you have the proper credentials, that you know the right things that you need to to get admission into a lodge, and this is something that really. Is left on a mentor, a friend, a brother to actually instruct you on what you need to do. So hopefully you've gained some of that. Hopefully, if you're a new traveling brother, I hope you take some of this to, to heed and have a great time traveling because we love we love it when you travel to other lodges. That's the best way to get out of provincial masonry and grow yourself and improve yourself as a master mason. So with that, I want to thank you very much for watching. And keep searching for more light. Have a good night.
2: Wow.